The show where you get comics and you get sports and you get Star Wars. And here we go. We are going to do our big Rogue One. This is this is hot off the presses. Like these are the hottest of hot takes. Rob Callflesh is here. How's it going, Rob? Good. How are you? Not bad. And we just saw Star Wars Rogue One in theaters, call like less than an hour ago. I would say. I think and, it was two hours ago. Now, yeah, yeah. We had to get something to eat, but whatever. Um, and now we're, we're here to talk about it. So I'm just going to say right up front, if you have not seen Star Wars Rogue One, go see it. Because this is spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> all the way. We're going to be talking about everything. There's a the Death film. Star. Yeah, oh, that big spoiler. There's a Death <laughs> Star in this movie. What else is new for these Star Wars flicks? Now, so now you've been warned. If you haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert. And you can't yell at me if, if it gets spoiled for you and you, if you keep listening. So don't bug me about it on Twitter. That said... Starting now, here we go with the Star Wars thing, and let me be the first to say, oh, 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 finally, welcome back, Star Wars. Oh my God, it's been, was it 1983, Return of the Jedi? So so this is Star Wars Jesus years, basically, ever since, (laughs) it's 33 years, ever since since, uh, we've had a good Star Wars movie, so it took... An entire length of Jesus' life. It took my life. Yeah, your <laughs> life, basically. Oh, my Lord. You're in your Jesus year right now? We'll be in a couple of days. A couple of days? Oh, man, awesome. Got to accomplish so much in your Jesus year. Um, man, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed Rogue One. And I, I hope I maintain this when, when I think about it. Because, again, this is hot off the... Like, these are the hottest of hot takes right now. And I hope I maintain this... this feeling going forward that I like this movie because I feel like I'm going to see this one again. I remember walking out of Force Awakens think, I, to, to me, I think Rogue One really drives home how, what, what, like, just what a giant piece of shit Force Awakens was. Like, Force <laughs> Awakens was was awful. I equate it to because it was such, like, in, in, if you go back and you listen to the, to the Force Awakens review that you and I did almost a year yeah. ago to the day, I believe I said that Rogue One was, or not Rogue One, uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> basically, I compared it to like I, I compared it to a New Hope and how it was a New Hope beat for beat. But a New Hope is basically like Coke, and then <laughs> Force Awakens is like the knockoff, like cola, like President. It's not, it's not even Pepsi. It's like the knockoff, like diet cola or whatever <laughs> that you just get. Like it's not name brand whatsoever. Um. So that's my opinion. Just coming, like I, I really enjoyed it coming coming out hot. How did you feel about Rogue One? It started off. I was even in the first twenty minutes. I was still very concerned whether or not, <laughs> and it, like the hype might have been like it's all hype. This isn't going to pay off. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking how I want this to end, and it delivered. Yeah, it I, ended up delivering. Uh, it might have taken me a little longer to get into it, but it once it got me. It was fantastic. I, I will say that first, I want to say half hour of Rogue One is probably the weakest part of the film. Yeah. I, I think that first half hour, and if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, a lot of people would have thrown it on on its ass. Yeah. But that that for the pacing in the first half hour 
is all over the place. Like they're they're flying all. I, I did enjoy the opening scene though. With they did have good things. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of the cuts to the different planets. And it's mm-hmm. like this is this planet and what why they're there. Like this is mm-hmm. the Imperial facility for whatever. Um, a lot of great look, great locations. Yes, which just some of the prequel movies did have that. Yeah. For the couple of things they had going. Yes, for, for but, a couple uh, of things. We so went to new the, places. Yeah, we went to new places. The, the prequels. Um, but the one thing from the very beginning of the movie that still throws me for a loop, um, not seeing the 20th Century Fox yeah. intro still gets me, where it's like, wait, the movie's starting? And also... It did not do the scroll, the, the crawl. scrolling yeah. call. I, 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 I had that. I'm not sure if you knew that because you tend to avoid. Yeah, I didn't know. Stuff. I didn't read anything. I, I, I read I, during the leading up. I, I it had uh, that bit of little nugget of information had leaked okay. to myself that there was going to be no crawl at the beginning, which that was, was jarring for me. So that might yeah. have set me a few minutes. Back. How did you feel about it? Um. At first, I was actually really annoyed. Yeah, like you blasphemous, yeah, right? It's yeah. like, well, this isn't a Star Wars story. Yeah. That's Star Wars. Yeah. But then uh, once they got going, it's like, no, actually, they did a good job by not doing that. Yes. Because this is a Star Wars story, and leave that scrolling crawl for the main saga. Yes. I, I, I think that's great. Anything we can do to distance ourselves, I think, from... Because yeah. I've been a vehement... Like uh, vehemently on the side of let's make Star Wars movies that have absolutely nothing to do yeah. with the original context yeah. of, of the story. Now, let's just make a great movie, and it just happens to be in the Star exactly, Wars. Exactly right. Like, like that's that's my big thing. Like I want to have nothing to do with the Skywalkers. I don't want to like. I don't want even like nods or winks to anything that we do. It's just like let's do um, let's do a bounty hunter. Let's do a film noir type movie, yeah. but set it in the backdrop of Star Wars, and you can have, like, a bounty hunter trying, like, someone comes in and goes, you know, you've got a bounty hunter and his, like, bounty, he, you know, I don't want to say he's, like, a detective in, behind a desk or anything like that, but something similar, someone comes in with a case, and then he winds up being trapped in the intricate in story that just ends up, you know, coming as a as result of this job that he took as a bounty hunter, right? And then yeah. it'd be like, so let's do gay in the life of a bounty hunter type stuff. That's the type of Star Wars stuff that I want to see. Um, so that said, Rogue One, d- despite the fact that it's a story that we technically know already, we know the end result. Yes. we actually don't know the story. True, yet. and that's probably the greatest part—not mm-hmm. the greatest, but one of the best parts about this movie is you don't know any of these characters, the main characters at all. They are all brand new. Mm. So you just know that at the end of the movie, the result of what's happening with from the spoilers with the Death Star. You know, yeah. there's a Death Star. It's like, oh, well, they're going to get the plans. And you know they succeed. Yes. If you, unless you don't know anything about Star Wars, Star Wars already, you know what the ultimate end result is. But how it gets there, you have no idea. Yeah. Um, and as the movie goes on, I just started questioning, is like, how are they actually going to do this? But man, like I don't know how long the last part of it, but I'm gonna say probably the last forty-five minutes. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat, going, yeah. "Oh my god, they're doing what I want." Yes, it, they're they're actually going to do this. It was, and it's very much like if, like I was saying, how I wanted a a, a film 
noiry type detective story for a bounty hunter type thing. That movie, Rogue One, sort of did something similar to that in the sense that Rogue One is very much like a war flick. It's very much like it's 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 sort of Star Wars, you know, Normandy moment. Like they because they're literally storming a beach in this movie in an attempt to stop the the evil empire that yeah. is is. Because uh, what was the planet? They Scarif, I think, was the name of the yeah. planet at the end of the movie. Because they go to basically the movie takes place in three locations, more or less. There's what was it called, Jundao or something like that, or Jendo or something, something, Started some with, some desert planet. Yeah, and it was a, a desert, new desert. Yeah, it was a, it was a deserty esque planet that had like an old Jedi temple that the Empire were stealing crystal the crystals from. Apparently, it was the last Jedi temple. Yeah, it was the last Jedi temple that they know about, or or whatever. And then we went to some other planet. I, I forget what they called that one. Uh, Adao or Edu or it was like Edu or yeah, something. And then it was like, or something. it was basically, but you didn't spend a lot of time in that place. Basically there was a cliff and it rained a lot there. But it was, it was and, kind of a and cool an looking. Imperial facility. And there was an Imperial facility that they were trying to meet people in. And then we spend the rest of the movie on Scarif, which is this Imperial facility where they yeah. are keeping all the records. And for the there Death was some Star. time on Yavin 4 as well. Yeah, and we spent a little time on Yavin 4, which is where... From the original trilogy, we know where the uh, the rebel base is, and I, pers- I I like to think that it's that same dude that never leaves his post, yeah. watching the the ships come in and out, yeah, with yeah. a scanner gun or whatever. Yeah, he's sitting there in the t- in the high tower, just watching. Yeah. It. All he does is you know rotate his head slightly to the right. Sure, the hope someone yeah. comes to relieve me because I gotta relieve myself. <laughs> oh man, I I am. Just getting into the specifics of this movie, the characters that we because one of my problems with Force Awakens, because Force Awakens was such a, like I said, it was it was the the, the Diet Coke of, of of Star Wars movies. I just didn't give a fuck about Finn and Ray yeah. when I watched. Like, how did how did you feel when you watched when you watched Star Wars, like Force Awakens? Like, I because honestly, I just didn't give a shit about Kylo Ren. I didn't give a crap about. I did. I was interested to see what happened yeah. with um, with Ray and Finn mm-hmm. because that was the first time um, you got to see a storm, an unmasked, a stormtrooper take off the helmet mm-hmm. and kind of go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Um, and the female lead Jedi's getting yeah. them back going. So I was like, I, I was interested to see where they went. All the other characters I pretty much didn't care about. Um, yeah, like Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron is like, yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, Oscar man. Isaac is a very handsome man, but like, what else? Like, what yeah. else do we know about Poe Dameron, right? Kylo Ren, I wanted to be much better than actually he was. It's basically, anything, but um, like, they could have done anything. I, if I remember correctly, I likened him to um, an angry Zuko. Yeah, he's he's he like, and like emo Kylo Ren is one of the is one of the best parody Twitter accounts we have right yeah. now, right? And, and oh, so you don't, right. even, you don't yeah. even need emo in there; it's just Kylo Ren, right? Because yeah. He, he was yet another whiny emo, and I like Adam Driver, and I tried to like Kylo Ren, but I just couldn't do yeah. it. It just it was it was just yeah yeah it it just wasn't good. I mean, yeah. but like these characters, I find myself actually even though they were a little one dimensional because we didn't spend a lot of time with the. Uh, with anyone besides like we didn't get anybody's background besides Jin or so right like we right. basically we we meet. Um, Oh god, I don't even know. And that's another thing; they didn't even really give us their names. I know they, they might did. have said some of the names once, and yeah. if you missed it or have a terrible memory with names, yeah. it you, no idea. Because um, like Donnie Yen 
played, uh, his name was like Chirrut or Root or something. I don't know. I can't even remember. For Donnie Yen. Anyway, he was yeah. a blind monk, basically, okay. right? He was great. <laughs> and he was fantastic in, in the blind monk role. And, and, and spoiler alert, because again, I've already said spoiler alert many times. Everybody dies in this film. It is absolutely a suicide mission that they go on in order to get the... And that was the part that I didn't know if they were actually going to pull and the trigger once on they it, yeah. got to... Once they got down there, it's like, oh my god, they're really going to do this. Yeah, and when they did, I honestly, like, when... Because basically what happens is, they tra- they transmit the, the... The Death Star comes into range, and then they... Of this planet, Scarif. And they they're, it's basically the race for them to, you know, get this shield down so that they can transmit the, the Death Star plans. And when they, get the sh- when they get the shield down, it's then a race... But, to get the plans out before the Death Star blows everybody up, because the Death Star, they added this new element where the Death Star can focus and just kill, like, one, like, you can focus the Death Star enough to fire just one, uh... Well, it was not... It's not that we didn't know it, it wasn't doing it, it's just that in the original trilogy... It had never been done because in the original... They only fired it once, They were like, we're only going to shoot this thing once, and we're going to do it at full power. Yeah, and this one was dialed, like, on a scale of 1 to 10... Episode four, it was at ten. Yeah, like we always assume this one, it, it, it was at one. Yeah, we always assume that you could be like, if I wanted to, I could you know shoot the tail, I could shoot the you know tail feathers off a duck's ass with the uh, yeah with, with the Death Star if I wanted to. It's it's that precise, but uh, it, it just because I mean I guess in the original trilogy the Death Star fired what twice? It blew up Alderaan and then they used it to blow up one of the no. De- and then Death Star two shot some rebel something down, didn't they? Like uh, I don't remember the Death Star shooting more than once in the original. Yeah, it, 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 it sh- Death Star 1 shot once and it blew up Alderaan, right. right, if I remember correctly. Death Star 2 did take multiple shots because they the rebels didn't think it was operational, yeah. and then it was, yeah, so it was taking shots at all the, the ships. Yeah, yeah, they were just shooting like all the big, the big yeah. ships in the, in the rebel fleet. Like so I they, suppose, presumably, it wasn't at full power because true. that's overkill yeah. to take out a single ship. Exactly, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't full power to take out a planet. Exactly, and then we saw Death Star three, which I still can't believe this. <laughs> Man, Force Awakens was a bad movie. That was a bad movie. Uh, yeah, Dead. Death Star three blew up like five shot again shot once but blew up like five planets with its one shot or something yeah. like or moons or well, whatever. It's, it's Death Planet now, so yeah, it was Death Planet. More shots, um, but yeah, we, we we got to know some of these characters and, and Malbus was the one name that I do remember. He was the guy with the big. He he was Donnie Yen's like buddy that they, they he was the other Asian guy and they were supposed to be like guardians of of the temple that yeah. uh, that that Jedi temple that. We spent time with on uh, again. I forget the name of that. It was like Jin Day or Jindo or something like that. Um, you'll hear about it later. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll probably pick, there's people screaming at their phones. It's or at their phones or their iPods or their radios right now, going like it's you fucking losers, right? Like, uh, yeah, but I just, I mean, the journey we went on in this, I, I, I mean, it, it, it got everything you wanted. From like basically, it, it started out as like a, a war movie, and then it was a it, it was a little bit of a war movie mixed with a little bit of like Ocean's Eleven heisty type films, where it's yeah. like, okay, we're landing on this planet, and everybody's got their part to do on this job in order to uh, you know to, to rob this planet. But instead of robbing a casino, we're robbing an imperial base in order to uh, transmit the plans <laughs> to the Death Star or transmit the plans of the Death Star, and just. 
it just worked. It absolutely worked. And I, I, I really enjoyed Rogue One. And I had previously said on another podcast that Rogue One was a piece of crap. I was going to be, I like Star Wars was never getting another dime from me movie wise. And I'll be, do you still feel that way? I, I, I do not feel that way, but I will say that I do not think at episode eight, like I, cause I'm already like when episode eight starts, I know I'm already going to be annoyed with, cause cause you know what it's coming. From. Yeah, exactly. I know what it's coming from. And it's just, Daisy Ridley is so <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Oh, oh, that's my dog. We got that's Lando in the house. Lando, my dog Lando, wanted to be on the podcast. He knows it's the Star Wars bots. There is. We're getting interrupted. I was gonna say, Daisy Ridley is just vanilla ice cream. Like it's just she was so boring in that role, and they gave her everything to do, and it just I just I know I it's well, gonna be tough for them to win me back over with those characters because I just thought that they were so corny and. Well, hopefully they, for, for episode eight and then later in episode mm-hmm. nine, yeah. they stop feeding everybody the member berries. Yeah. This movie was not without them either. No. But, but they didn't. Episode seven was they didn't, just a giant bowl of them. Yeah. And you, you, you bring up that you made the South Park reference of the member berries. They, they did do the member berries in this one, but it, it wasn't the plot. Like the right. thing was. Though there were a couple where it was. Completely unnecessary. unnecessary. Like I would say, the, that one I'm going to mention now. Yeah, is the Doctor Arizan Pondaboba. And I was going to say Pondaboba. No, they had no reason. And they're to dead be. now, right? Like they're yeah. not. How did they? How like they did? Unless they were headed to a ship at that exact yeah. moment, which you're asking me to buy a lot it, with that. I don't know how they were in the cantina on Mos Eisley, right? Yeah. And it was just, and like this is not only that, but why? Why did Pondaboba look like? Completely different. Like 20 years younger, right? Like, because basically he's getting, and if, like, let's say he's leaving on this ship yeah. to go, yeah, that was the most unnecessary one. The R2-D2 and the R2-D2 one, and 3PO, that one was fine. It was, uh, yeah, I could have I done without it, though. I didn't need same, it. Same, but at the same time, because you're actually going to the rebel base on yeah. the moon of Yavin 4, it made sense that if we saw them, yeah, yeah, okay, so they're there. Any other character, like the Doctor Evans and Ponda Bob, is like they didn't happen. They didn't need to bump into them. No, if they, they wanted to put them in there, just in the background somewhere, and if someone happened to notice it, mm-hmm. great, that's fine. But they brought attention to it when uh, when Jin bumped into. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was that, that was, was that was that was the most ineffectual and unnecessary one. Yeah, because they because for some reason they aged those characters down twenty years. Which, if you watch this film, makes no sense because basically Rogue One ends and goes right into A New Hope. So basically, even if you pretend that uh, Pondubaba and, and Doctor, I can never remember his name, but even if you pretend like those two characters bump into Jyn Erso and then immediately get on a plane and leave the planet that the Death Star just blows up because the Death Star blows up this spot like yeah. 20 minutes later, even if you pretend like those guys left the planet, and went straight to Mos Eisley, right? Like, or like straight to Tatooine. Yeah. There's like they apparently aged twenty years in this thing because like because the Doctor looks way because they did like a young version of the Doctor in this for yeah. some reason and was like why it made no sense. Yeah, it's, that one it was, was unnecessary. Yeah, that one was probably the most unnecessary of the of the the the, the callbacks. I would say. Uh, Grandmaster Tar, Grand Moff Tarkin turning around, 
like was probably like getting his hero shot was probably my favorite. I just feel yeah. about Moff Tarkin showing up for a little bit. I thought it was great because I didn't know he was going to be in the movie. No, I didn't either. To be so, honest, with you. I had an inkling that you might we might get a little. Uh... So when it was showing him from the back when they were first having that shot, I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to be Grand Moff Tarkin." Yeah. Then obviously because how much time has passed, it's like. Is it the same dude? Do yeah. they just age him down, or do they find somebody who looks close enough? And mm-hmm. uh, however much computers <laughs> fix yeah. the problem, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and it made a lot of sense mm-hmm. to have that character there. And they, they they had a great thing with with Moff Tarkin and uh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who who played uh, Orson Critic or, or Admiral Critic, I think was his or Kenick, Admiral Kenick, Krennic, White Krennic, yeah, the, white, <laughs> the guy in the white cake, basically. Um, who was very good, and I thought he was, acting-wise, I thought he was the best part of this movie, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who, because, uh, you know, i got to mention, anytime somebody who appeared in a Batman movie shows up, he was uh, he played Roland Daggett in uh, okay. in Dark Knight Rises. Remember, Bane, bro, Ben yeah. did the thing where he's like, and you think this gives you power over me? And then he broke his neck off-screen. And, uh, yeah, he, he was a lot of fun and, and, and had some great stuff. Yeah, the, the stuff with him and Moff Tarkin was was, was fantastic. We now we, we have to get to. I was hoping that we, we would wait a little bit longer, but I think I feel like the elephant in the room must be mentioned. Darth Vader yeah. shows up in this movie, and I I, I was cons- I knew, I mean we all knew he was going to be in the movie because it was in the trailer. Yeah, um, in the trailer it only showed him in the one scene, and I don't know if they sped it up or if I just saw it in the trailer the mm-hmm. way that I wanted to. But when he was walking down the, the platform to meet, um, oh, they definitely, Kate, yeah, they definitely it looked like they sped it up because of the trailer. trailer it looked yeah. like he was walking with serious purpose to kill somebody. Yeah, and then in this one, it's like, well, he's walking kind of slow. Maybe they bring that back later, and this yeah. is different. But uh, they just sped it up. Vader got basically, I would say, f- less than five minutes of screen time. He, you see him halfway through the movie. Basically, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character uh, of the White Cape goes to yeah. see. Uh, because um, basically, Moff, like he's basically the guy who's responsible for the building of the Death Star, and then Moff Tarkin tries to steal credit for yeah. it. And this guy basically goes to Darth Vader to snitch, basically to be like, "It was me. He's yeah. stealing credit from my thing." <laughs> and and uh, Vader basically has none of it. And then, it wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, and then sense. to the point where it was like Darth Vader was making puns because he started doing the Force choke on him, which was you know a nice callback. Yeah. And then he did the, you know, don't choke on your aspirations or something, yeah. Admiral Krennic or something. And then, like, I was like, oh, there's uh, Darth Vader choking people with his mind again. And it's, I will say, it's great to know. I did not like, I, fe- I felt like Darth Vader was unnecessary in this film. And they were just, I felt, I felt like that was the most. Yes, how, how that I, scene was yeah. unnecessary. Yes. And the scene before it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Apparently we got to see Vader taking a bath. Yeah, basically, um, yeah. It was just to be like, Darth Vader? It was basically and, to give him his wrestling entrance, yeah, right? And, yeah. and that was where some of the member berries, I would say, were. Yes. Yeah. You had the scene in, uh, what, episode five, where he's basically doing the same thing, and he's got yeah. the helmet put on, so... But but it, was, it, it didn't need to happen. Yeah. But to say Vader was unnecessary, yeah. maybe... However, uh, the ending of the movie? Yeah. I don't want to picture that ending without Vader. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'll tell you... I'll I tell you. think that might be the best ending to a Star Wars movie yet. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're, you're, 
it very well might be. Because, I mean, like, but here's the thing. I thought we were going to go the entire time without seeing a lightsaber. And I was going to be able to say, see, you don't need lightsabers <laughs> to make a good Star Wars movie. You just don't need it. But in a, in a, in a just absolutely fantastic scene, you get to see, like, like what happens right before Vader storms the, uh, the, the rebel ship with Princess Leia on it, right? You, you basically get to see him coming on a different ship. And they're like, as they're trying to get the plans off to another ship, right? And basically, there's a dark hallway, and then like the you hear the voice, yeah, you hear, the, you hear the, the, breathing, the breathing, and then the red lightsaber just comes, and there's like seven or eight rebel guys firing lasers and Vader's like just blocking all the shots, and then he 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 force like lifts one guy yeah. into the roof and snaps his neck, and then like lightsabers one down, grabs another guy with bare hands, breaks his neck, like. And then throws him into another guy and lightsaber, and it was it's just a like, scene that I could watch on repeat yeah, for thirty minutes. That's straight. true. Yeah, I could. I, you could. You could loop that scene for me for for just ab- absolutely thirty minutes straight. It's just it was so it, it was worth it. I would say the member berry scene, but even like even the first member berry scene with Darth Vader felt more earned than anything they did in Force Awakens, yes. right? Like, Force Awakens... Absolutely. Force Awakens was member berries. Again, we're, we're, we're really stealing member berries. We're borrowing yeah. that term from South Park because I don't know what else to call it. They're playing on your nostalgia, I yeah. guess. Because, well, like, they, Force they, Awakens... They did it so well. <laughs> but to me, the Force Awakens was so slutty in, in how it did that, right? Like, I don't even... I, I can't even... Like, Force Awakens just angers me to the point where I can't even form coherent sentences. But, like... When like Finn and Ray are running on a desert, and then like what was it? What, what the hell? The Juku or something or whatever? Jakku. Jakku or whatever. They're running on the desert planet of Jakku, and then like they're like, "We need a ship." What about that one? And it was the Millennium Falcon, and the audience goes, "Oh!" And I was just like, "Yeah." Oh my <laughs> Most God. of the audience went in a happy tone. Yeah. But some of us were like, oh, "No." It was like, "Really? Why is the Millennium?" How? Yeah. And it was like, "Why is the Millennium Falcon there?" And it was just like, and you could just see J.J. Abrams like, like Abrams went full Lucas, right? Where he was just like, "Oh, they'll love this, right? They'll love. Oh, the Falcon will be there." And it was just like, "Oh my God!" And it was so unearned, and, and yeah. it was just. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it it just was not good. Force Awakens, and then they did that like nine other times. Um, I would say my least favorite part of the movie, and it was only like a two minute. Like, how did you feel about Forrest Whitaker's character in, in this? In that, and just the way they designed him, I didn't care for him that much. No, I didn't. I, they didn't I, give him really when anything. I, when to I do. saw that Forrest Whitaker was in it, I expected a lot more. Yeah. But felt like it they didn't wasted like they, a man of his tremendous yeah. talent, right? It seems like they didn't give him anything to work with. Yeah, absolutely not. And and the scene with like the because I mean I like that pilot guy that that was like the defected yep. imperial pilot. I thought he had a lot of good moments throughout the throughout the thing. But the thing where they did like that, I would say the worst scene in the entire movie was when um, they're interrogating, and this is part of the jump the jumping around that they did during the first half hour. The interrogation scene where they had like some weird anime tentacle squid rape monster that mind raped the pilot and it was basically the the brain bug from Starship Troopers I was like <laughs> yeah. I was like what is happening that was when when that scene happened because we were still like a half hour in yeah I was that I would say I was at peak nerves yeah during that scene where I was just like I was like oh my god Forrest Whitaker just had like we were jumping around the pacing was way off in that first half hour and then all of a sudden had like there was the Japanese porn star that was mind-raping the defected pilot that 
for yeah. some reason he just had, and I was just like, what is happening? And Nobody trusts anybody. Yeah, and it was, I was like, what is happening? And then thankfully, the movie shaped up pretty, almost immediately after that terrible scene, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, they were all over the place, but they yeah. were just getting everybody. It's like, look at all these different people and all these different spots. Yeah. Now we've got them all together. This is where we start. This is where we want to begin. We just had to get you there. Yeah. And and like I would say that you, you could have completely edited out that that brain bug mo- like it could have just happened. It could have happened off screen. Yeah, and you could have just like Yeah, you could you go, exactly. Because like basically what happened was this brain bug like wraps itself around him and then starts like probing his memories with its weird tentacle things, and it was like that's dumb. <laughs> then, yeah. You could have just, and then later we don't we don't see the pilot till he's in prison, and now all of a sudden he's got these scars on like the temple on the temples of his yeah. of his head, and you like you could have just shown that like if he was just in the prison and was like you know rocking back and forth, and clearly they'd done yeah. something to him, and he was like and he was like twitchy and stuff, so it was obvious that they tortured him for information yeah. or something. That would have been fine. You didn't need that that weird brain. It was exactly like the sequence. Except it was only in, this was only uh, like I'd say thirty seconds to a minute long. This terrible scene, as opposed to the what I thought was Force Awakens, which is already a bad movie, and then the worst sequence I thought was the Men in Black Two sequence, where that like monster that. got loose on the when, when Han Solo takes over the Millennium, like they, yeah. they get back on the Millennium Falcon, and then that monster gets loose, and it was basically a Men in Black sequence in Star Wars. That was. The worst part of a terrible movie uh, that, that was Force Awakens. I, I would say. Scenes that I choose to forget until they get brought up. It's yeah, it's so not like this movie really drove to me. It had like it's again aside from the first half hour, it had the feel, it had the look. There were moments where the score because that was another thing where Force Awakens. The score was fantastic. Yeah, this is always fantastic. Yeah, but the score in Force Awakens, there's no moment where the music adds to the scene, I think. Like, in this one, obviously, you had the scene of, like, um, when Vader, you see Vader come out of that tube, yeah. and he's still, like, he, he doesn't fully have his Darth Vader gear on. You can still see his white face. They showed, like, they gave you, like, the inkling of his white face and stuff, and everything was... And you're like, oh, he's going to come out. But when he finally... They finally... He goes... <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, he comes out, and you're like... <laughs> And it played like a slow, like it was just like, oh god, like you were right there, like that. Those are the member berries you need, I think. Like just make the score look good. And there were, you know, a couple of moments where it played like the where Jin and the Cassius guy, who who I thought was a lot of fun in this as the as the the rebel. He was in Han Solo role, kind of, sort of, but with a little more. Well, there were a couple of shots where yeah. the two of them, it was kind of mimicking the Han and Leia shots. He, yeah, I thought they were going to do the... I was really glad they didn't do like, a kiss at yes, the end. Like, I, well, I thought they were going to do a kiss. Because if they did, yeah. it's just like, no! Yeah, because it's not a love story. Either, it's not a love yeah. story. That's the thing. They could have had, love you could argue it's like, it, yeah. let it go. Yeah. But it's just because of all the callbacks to the original, it's just like, it's just, they're trying to make it Han and Leia. Then. Yeah. I just I, I felt like because there's this moment at the end where the two of them collapse on the beach after they've beaten the empire and they, they're they're like trying to like can we escape can we escape and then they see the like the Death Star uh, shoots the planet and they see the explosion coming and they're like 
and it's this guy, and it's the, you know the handsome man, and the, and the, and the good looking late, you know the, the charming rogue, and, and the woman who's essentially the princess of the movie, yeah. even though she's not really a princess, she's a, she's an action hero in her own right. And the two of them look at each other, and for half a second, I was like, oh, don't do the kiss; it's not a love yeah. story. And they didn't; they just did the thing where it's like, let's we're just going to hold each other as this death cloud sweeps towards us and and it was just and we'll just go into the bright lights in each other's arms and i thought that was so brilliantly done because if they went with the kiss i i honestly thought it would have it would have it would have hurt yeah everything that they've done for the last hour of the movie that i thought was fantastic because i like the second they touched down on that the second they because like basically we have the the scene where well, it even happened when he fell. Yes. She didn't go back down to, to help him or anything. Because it's not a love story. They yeah. had a mission to do, right? Yeah. Like, they had a mission to do. And it, and it was just, it was it was so, that's a great point. Like, it, oh, man, it, it, it was Because I was, I was worried at that point, it's just, yeah. And the they, same reason, no point told, they, this is not a love story. Yeah. Do not shift it to that And time. at no point did they, did the two of them have any sort of romantic, like, yeah. Look at each other. It was always just we've we're we're, we're yeah. two people on this mission, and we have to be male and female. She knew he yeah. was trying to kill her father. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and exactly, yeah, and 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 yeah, he he had tried to uh, he was tasked to kill her dad, who was a scientist who was played by Mads Mikkelsen, who was helping build the Death Star. And I did like the fact that they explained why. Why there's a weak point? Why there's a weak point in the Death Star? Like that was the type that of thing that brought a lot to to the, the Star Wars universe. to the universe, right? Like yeah. that absolutely because it was always like, well, there's so many jokes. Like, yeah, why the, the hell is there a exhaust port? Yeah, <laughs> of, like why couldn't we put a board over this over yeah. this this exhaust port, right? But the fact that the guy was like, this was his ultimate revenge was. They basically stole him from his family to design the Death Star, and then he was like, oh, "I'll design you a fucking Death Star," yeah. <laughs> and he designed it with this this weakness with the exhaust port that you know Luke famously, "You're all clear, kid," right? And uh, like the, 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 when they did that, I actually was like, "Oh, that's fun! That's funky!" The way they did that, I thought that was they brought something new to the table, which I, I hope that they. They they continue to do like that. That was the type of writing that enhanced the series. Yes. Where I felt Force Awakens did nothing but take away from the series, and and in order to suit its own needs, which was again only to feed you member berries yeah. to trick you into thinking the movie was good. And Matt Pierce did not fall for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Force Awakens wasn't good. But Rogue One, I honestly, I I, I, I would happily see that again. I, I the first thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah I was, man. I was concerned. I, 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 I'm, I'm, afterwards, like I, because I do want to see. I'm whether I see it in the theaters or not again. That mm-hmm. will remain to be seen. But I, I don't think I'm one hundred percent be watching this again. Yes, I, I, I Force Awakens. I saw in the theater, walked out, kind of liked it, but then I thought about it over the next two days and was like, no, no. Like I was, I was, <laughs> it was stewing. I yeah, I wouldn't say I liked it. I, like I walked out and I was like, okay, better than the prequels. But I still had this like nagging thing in the back of my head that I later realized was just. A beat for beat, yeah. Uh, Diet Coke of uh, not even Diet Coke, like Pepsi, President's Choice Cola version of a New Hope, and um, yeah. But I walked out of this one going, man, that was a good movie. And for half a second there, like a couple minutes back, I was I was ready to say that it was the second best Star Wars movie of all time. I don't know if I'm ready to make that claim yet because I need I need time to digest. Because again, these are yeah. these are hot, hot. <laughs> 
we, scorching we, takes. Right we have now. not heard anyone else's yeah. opinions yeah. since seeing the movie, and like I couldn't, I was avoiding it because like there's just. I will say this: I, I read, I saw two um, reviews that were non-spoiler reviews. One was Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, but the thing about Peter Tra- and Peter Travers said it was a great Star Wars film, which I agree with. But Peter Travers is one of the guys who can notoriously be bought. As far as as critics, like like he he's a guy who, who if you here's yeah, a dump truck full of money. yeah here's a dump truck full of money. Say I am Sam was a good movie, which I think he did one time. <laughs> and say I think he's I think he claimed Penn should have won an Oscar or something for I am Sam, and it was like go fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> but then there was some dude from the New Yorker, I don't, and I don't want to name his name, but he basically said that uh, Rogue One should signify the end of the Star Wars franchise. Which I don't agree with whatsoever. I disagree. I yeah. would say the revitalization it might be. Yeah. Um, if we're going to take those extremes, and then of course there's the people on Twitter who I follow in the Potter and family and stuff. But like, there's just so many Star Wars fan stands. You can't like the like to borrow a term from wrestling. There's so many Star Wars marks out there, right? That you can't like like you. I think mentioned to me that Kevin Smith and yeah. Lord knows I love <laughs> Kevin Smith. Love me some Kevin Smith. I mean, his movie, his movies, as of late, I could do without, but whatever. But, like, as a podcaster, I love, and Kevin Smith, one of the two fathers of this podcast, I would say the two fathers of this podcast are Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman and Bill Simmons' BS Report. Those are the two, which is why it's called The Crossover, where we do nerd and sports stuff. I would say those are the two fathers of this podcast. Yeah. But Kevin Smith is such a, he is beyond a Star Wars mark. He is, he is so, like... Because he gave glaring reviews, I remember back in the day, to Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I remember his Force Awakens. He basically did what we did with Force Awakens, where he um, he saw it, immediately went home, put his web camera on, and then recorded his like 45-minute take okay. on, on the Force Awakens. And... <laughs> I watched it after I, I saw it, and it's just like this guy's like he's kind of he's just he loves Star Wars way too much. It's just you could you could he can't be critical of it. No, he can't be critical of it. Like you can take a like I would say if you farted Rob and it made a <laughs> lightsaber sound effect, Kevin Smith would give it five stars because he would be like lightsaber sound effect five stars because he's just he's too much of a mark. He's you cannot take Kevin Smith's opinion seriously because I just remember he when he did his Force Awakens review he was just like. Oh, all over my face, neck, and chest with it. It was so good. Star Wars, everything. Ah, I basically went into jerk off motion on it, and it was just like, oh. And then, yeah, Force Awakens just was not a good movie. It just wasn't. It was a bad movie. And uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel about <laughs> about it. But I feel like Rogue One, because like Episode Eight, I. I, I the things that I have yeah. issues with eventually with episode eight, and now maybe it's still too fresh. Yeah, I don't have those issues with Rogue One. No, I, I agree. Uh, and but like we, we, I gotta wait. But we'll find out in a couple days if that tune changes. I was gonna say if you if you ask me right now to rank it, I would say that Rogue One is probably second only to Empire. If you ask me to rank it right now, but I'm not making that an official recommendation because we have to see how Rogue One stands the yeah. test of time. Right, is the thing. These are. The, like opening weekend isn't even yeah. over at the recording of this podcast. We saw it two hours ago. This yeah. is hot, 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 scorching takes 
for me. I might change my opinion on Tuesday. For also, how many times have you seen Empire? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. And I've seen Empire millions of times. You gotta, you gotta rewatch. And that first half hour, that first half hour is really gonna kill Rogue One when you try to. Yeah. When it goes up in, in the pantheon, when it, when you try to put it up against the New Hope and Jedi in terms of uh, in terms yeah. of where it ranks all time in in the universe, that that first half hour is really good because that I, like like I said when the second that raping tentacle Japanese porn star monster was was heading towards that thing, I would I honestly I, I know you're one of those guys who don't like to be interrupted <laughs> during the movies, but I was sorely tempted to drop to just turn and be like, what the fuck are we watching? And then, but honestly, the second that 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 is the peak but at that point, yeah. my response would have probably been something like, yeah. "I don't know, I don't know if this is Star Wars." Yet. Yeah, like the music is, leads me to think it is. Yeah, it was like, "What is happening?" And then it was just—I know I saw some guys. The only thing we had to go on that it was a Star Wars movie where we saw some guys in imperial suits. Yeah, at the beginning, that was it. And and then eventually, but they they do absolutely get. But that first half hour is yeah. rough. Oh, it is rough, and that will hurt it. Going down the line when you, when you're when you're ranking the Star Wars movies, I think. But then when you rewatch them, mm-hmm. you can rewatch them in any order. You can exactly. stack things. You can yeah. just start. This is where I start I'll watch that movie. first ten minute sequence and then I'll skip yeah. the next twenty minutes till till basically till they land on Jindao or Jindo or whatever the hell the name of the planet was with the temple on it because that's when the movie kicks off. I, I would although say. just thinking about it right now. Uh, I wonder how this movie will play into watching the Machete Order. If, yeah, if this comes in at all, or if the Machete Order will just continue to yeah. be the main one and not the Star Wars spinoffs. And for those of you who don't know, I, I, I assume you already know, but the Machete Order is when when you watch Star Wars, you cut out certain ones. Like I don't, I don't think it you can watch Phantom Menace, right? Um, no, Phantom Menace doesn't <laughs> make trash. trash movie. <laughs> somebody did. I think on YouTube, somebody cut the the first three movies of the prequel into just one hour and a half long movie that focuses on Anakin as tightly as yeah. possible. It still is making a good movie, but yeah, I, 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 never, I never watched certain, it, but I've heard. I'm fairly certain the only scene that they used in that cut that this fan edit did from Phantom Menace was the back end of the Darth Maul fight. And only so that Qui-Gon can go, you must train the boy or whatever. <laughs> right. And like, other than that, Phantom Menace yeah. is such garbage. And like yeah, and you could edit Jar Jar Binks out, right? Too, yeah, which which was yeah, which was exactly. great. But uh, yeah, the, the machete order is uh, four five two three six. Okay, yeah, if I remember it correctly. Yeah, and then because so otherwise, it just, otherwise it, it goes two two three four five six. And so when you make it, order. so when you make it four, would you put Rogue One? Because like here are the two spots. If you in a machete order, you would put Rogue One in one of two spots, either. Rogue One is the new one, and then you slide into a new hope. Or you still go four, five, two, three, and then I would say Rogue One and then Return of the Jedi. I feel like those are the two spots for it in the machete order. Which do you prefer? I think because the ending of Rogue One is like twenty minutes before the beginning of yeah. episode four, I think Rogue One kicks it all off. You think it becomes the new one? I, I, I honestly again. Hot, because, I can't say hot take enough on this podcast. You can play drink again the amount of times I've said hot take, <laughs> but I think I agree with you on this because one. I think no, this is a strong movie to get the new generation into Star Wars. Well, how did you feel at the end? Like as was when the that, CGI that, that, and Carrie Fisher, yeah. that was uh, the which I thought looked <laughs> they, they pretty, did a, they I did a thought great it looked job, pretty crisp because yeah, they, they managed to get job. yeah nineteen year old Carrie Fisher uh, yeah. 
Look, look at that. I, I thought that looked rather crisp. I but, say. Um, but what I was getting at was with... Um, they got the plans, now they're trying to get it out, and Vader's coming after them. And mm-hmm. Vader's literally on the heels of the Alliance mm-hmm. taking those plans, and the, you see them get away. Yeah. I want to keep watching. Like, yeah. I know it's going into episode four. It's like, start it up. Let's, yeah. episode four, go. So, Rogue One, if you do a machete <laughs> order, Rogue One might be the new yeah. place to start, too. Because, like, the only thing you would, uh, like, because um, you and I will eventually have children down the line, and, and We'll we'll face the cold hard truth of of <laughs> what do we do? What order do we show the Star Wars <laughs> movies to our children? Yeah. Right? Do we like, leave any out? Because even this young gener- even the young generation of Star Wars right now, like I would say, like the movies aren't even really their thing. I would guess that the Clone Wars animated series and this new Star Wars Rebel uh, like CGI animated series yeah. that's in like its fourth because Darth Vader's in that. Like yeah. he shows up and fights in the Rebels stuff. I would yeah. say that's like the the, the, the current generations. They would consider that their Star Wars, the way yeah. uh, us and the generations previous to us considered the original trilogy to be, quote-unquote, their Star Wars. Could be. Yeah. It's tough to say. I mean... So did, did we miss anything? I feel like I feel like we got most of what we wanted to talk about. I'm trying to think. Because this is supposed to be like a really hot take. And, it's certainly- and we're going re- like, to revisit this too, right? Because I know... The, the other guys in the crew are going to want to go see it. Like, uh, I, I know Mike and, and Kevin and the guys who usually yeah. come on, they haven't seen it yet. These are hot, hot takes. So we'll, we'll likely revisit revisit Rogue One after everyone's seen it. So I think we can put a pin in it. This will be it for our, like, mini-episode. But I want to go, I want to ask you, we'll close it by asking you, what do you rank? Not rank. Just what's your grade? I'd on, on rank it. Yeah. Uh, given that we just saw it. Yeah. And it's hot off the press. Yeah. I'm, I kind of want to give it a nine. Nine? Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Eight, maybe an eight and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking but, eight five is the range I'm in for. But, yeah. Which is such a such a mark up from, yeah. um, from Force Awakens. Because I just, like, I think I think at the end of our last pod, you asked me which way I had my thumb going yeah. for Star Wars. And I think I said I had it firmly going sideways, but maybe, like... 45 degree angle down. down. I am a firm. I'm like, like, like. Remember, in, this is an old wrestling reference. Remember when Randy Orton was the champion and <laughs> Triple H gave him the thumbs down, and then Batista body slipped power bomb Orton. Right? That's how I feel about Force. Like, if, if you could, if you could, like, superimpose my face onto Triple H, and then like the Force Awakens logo onto uh, Randy Orton for that gif, and then me just giving the thumbs down yeah. <laughs> to Force. Yeah, like I'm giving, I'm giving him emphatic. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm at an emphatic thumbs down for Force Awakens because Force Awakens, there was so much crap. There was so much stuff in Force Awakens that was offensive to me. Uh, in no, terms where, of where, story where, where, right? where are your thumbs for Rogue One? Rogue One, I'm at a thumbs up. All right. I'm at a thumbs <laughs> up for Rogue One. I will say that because like the stuff that they did, like, like we mentioned, the member bearing moments, I felt were earned in this yeah. movie. Aside from the, there's the, the one or two that yeah, are yeah. unnecessary, they're not earned, but. A lot of them that are there, like when Jimmy Smith just showed up as Bail Organa, right, and then and he was just yeah, sort of that there, was fine, right? Yeah, Ooh, I do remember one other thing I want to bring up. Wedge Antilles, nope, missed him entirely. No, he, he didn't. It's just when when Bail Organa does the thing where he goes, "I trust her with my life," and you know he's talking oh, about when yes. he goes very faintly, he goes, "Captain Antilles, ready my ship," and I was like, <laughs> "That was like, yeah." No, what I wanted to bring up because we hadn't talked about it yet, mm-hmm. the droids. Yeah, Alan Tudyk's voice. Yes, that's true. As he, 
I thoroughly enjoyed that. I would say 70% HK-47, 30% C-3PO in that character, (laughs) and it worked, and he was like K-2 or something was his name. Uh, But yeah, uh, Alan Tudyk was... Whatever it was, that character was great. He completely destroyed, basically. Because that humor that they tried to use in Episode 8, I found didn't work. But it worked in this one Mm -hmm. for the sole fact that they were able to just write it off Mm -hmm. by... We reprogrammed this droid. Yeah. Here's the side effects. Yeah. Yeah. So he just says whatever comes through his circuits. Yeah. Perfect. We can now... You have a a clean slate to say whatever you want, and everything he said I thought was fantastic. Yeah, so he's he's comic relief. He's comic relief droid, basically. And that was the other thing, like... (laughs) And it did bring in uh, good uh, character... Uh, stories yeah. between uh, the three of them, uh, mm-hmm. between yes. the, the droid Jen and um, whatever the dude's name was again. Yeah, and I didn't like. I, I liked the fact that no, like this was a serious situation, so nobody was cracking jokes. So like like Donnie Yin's character every now and then would say something, but it was relevant to the scene to kind of clown who was in the room, basically, yeah. but like saying like, "Oh, you're a non-believer. You need to believe." And stuff like that. But that worked in a way that the Joss Whedon dialogue that they that they kind of did in Force Awakens, like, when the very beginning of the film, when when, uh, when Poe Dameron was yeah, quipping. Yeah, Poe Dameron's quipping as, like, Kylo Ren's over him, and he's like, do I talk? Do you, do you talk first? Should I talk first? And stuff like, like that. That, that, was, that dialogue belongs. Keep that. Disney, listen to me, please. Keep that shit in the Marvel Universe, because I don't even really enjoy it that much in the Marvel Universe, to be honest with you. Yeah, but unless keep, it's Spider-Man. Yeah, keep <laughs> that shit in the Marvel Universe. Do not bring that in the Star Wars Universe. That was one of the reasons I hated Force Awakens. Is Force Awakens has a completely different feel from any of the Star Wars movies yeah. in terms of how it's just the way the dialogue is is yeah. exchanged in that, and it wasn't. And I, I, I applaud the effort, but it just they didn't pull it off in a way that I thought was enjoyable. And in this one, Rogue One brings it back. Rogue One, nobody's quipping, nobody's doing anything. Everybody's very serious because, again, it's a war movie. But you have basically Alan Tudyk as your comic relief droid. But he wasn't just there to be like Jar Jar Binks, where it was yeah. like, "Look at me slipping on poop and stuff." Right? Yeah. It was he. He was still a, a fun droid character that was serious. And because even the droid character dies, and like the droid character when yep. he goes down, it's like no, not the droid, right? Yeah. It was, and it was very Iron Gianty too. The way he like hit the ground, and then the eyes just went, yeah. right? It, and it was just, yeah, they they really hit hit some of the. I just yeah, Rogue One. It it felt like a Star Wars movie in such a way that Force Awakens did not to me, yeah. and and we'll see if they can keep that yeah. going. And it felt like a Star Wars movie, much like. Um, the prequels didn't, right? Like, like yeah. the prequels. Prequels are movies the that happen yeah. to be using Star Wars characters. Yeah, aside from the names and the lightsabers, they just, they they, they, they never really had that that feel to me. And and, uh, and to, to go back to your comments about you don't need lightsabers to make a yeah. Star Wars movie. They didn't need lightsabers. No. They had a lightsaber. True, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, I, I, just, have I was one. hoping for half a second... I was hoping we could go the whole way with no lightsaber, but then Darth Vader whipped it out, and I was like, oh, damn it, man, he whipped out the lightsaber. I thought we were going to go the whole way without a lightsaber. But then when Vader just started whipping everybody, I was like, because you know what's great? Is now the last last memory of Darth Vader is not, 
Right? Like, that was the last time we saw Darth Vader yeah. on screen. Your last memory of Vader now is, is him yeah, being the badass. striking fear yeah. into everyone's him heart. being the badass that we all know and remember yeah. from the from the originals. And it was, it was just... Uh, it was it, it was good to see that again, and and um, uh, it was good enough that I will go see episode eight. I just yeah. feel like I'm gonna walk out of. Food. I, I can I feel like I mean we're a year away. So you're gonna be leapfrogging the movies. I feel like, like oh, it's the movie. main arc. I'll, I'll no, tell you, it's a side story. Okay, because the one after that is the Han <laughs> Solo movie, and God uh, bless Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover. He's gonna be a fantastic Lando Calrissian. Fuck about the Han Solo story. No, like I neither, just neither it, like I, if anything, I would prefer that they did a Lando Calrissian story. Yeah, like, and it was just like, and Han Solo shows up for a couple of like young. We have a young Han Solo for a couple of scenes in those movies, but it's Lando Calrissian's film, yep. and we find out how he becomes yeah uh, because how, yep. how he becomes the, the like the what would you call him the president of Vespin or, or was uh, it Vespa the name of that. Cloud City? Uh, whatever Cloud City is. Cloud City's on Vestment. He's like the president or mayor or whatever of, the, of Cloud um, City, right? He's the... Oh, what is What's it? What's the official title he like, he's is, given in that? It's on the tip of my tongue. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, Again, there's people screaming at their iPods right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> if there was somebody else that could He's the prime minister of Vestment. <laughs> oh, it's so close. Yeah. Um, but what, coordinator? No, something not like that. that. I don't know. But um, whatever he is. But, but yeah, yeah. So like Rogue One being yeah. a Star Wars story. Yeah. The main characters were none of the main characters that we're used to, which was mm. great. They existed in this movie. Yeah. They popped in and out, but that's fine. They were secondary characters. The Han Solo movie. I agree. Mm. Maybe it should be a Lando Calrissian yeah. movie and have Han pop in. Yeah. Um, and when, why is Han there? It's like, oh, because he just won the Millennium Falcon, and now he takes the ship. Yeah. Like, and then the end of the Lando Calrissian like, movie is, if you want to keep having Darth Vader cameos, yeah. the end, like, we watch Lando Calrissian, you know, we, we watch his rise to however he becomes, you know, captain of the Bespin Mining Fleet, or whatever the hell it is, and now he's running Cloud City, and then at the end, obviously, it's, you know, you know, Mr. Calrissian, there's someone here to see you, and then door opens up and he goes, and Vader's there and he goes, Mr. Calrissian, uh, you yeah. know, like, I have a, or I, I, what does he go, I have a deal for you, right? He would have to say deal, right? Because like, <laughs> yeah. his deal gets worse all the time, right? Like, yeah. it, would ha- it would have to be yeah, him going, I, I think he's the administrator. Yeah, or something. But basically he's running Cloud yeah. City, right? Is, 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 is what it is. But, uh, yeah, and it would end with that, like, and it would, then that bleeds into Empire because yeah. we know that Lando, uh, you know, Han show, and then, yeah, yeah, you can show, like, the Millennium Falcon, like, yeah. fly overhead or something like that. They want to do something like that, but and that would don't have the main characters yeah. of the original trilogy be the yeah. focus of these Star Wars stories. Exactly, right? Like, it's just, I'm so much more interested in, in a Lando Calrissian story than I am I, in I also Han say Solo. that because, just in general, I don't give a damn about Han Solo. Yeah, and, and no, never have. Yeah, like, I probably I, never will. I don't really want to spin the web of... When Han and Chewbacca first met, like I don't need baby Chewbacca running around. Yeah. Like, like we got a preview for for Guardians of the Galaxy two, and baby Groot well, was running around. <laughs> I don't need to see baby Chewbacca running around. With the baby Groot stuff was great, but yeah. you'll never see baby che- uh, baby Chewbacca and Han yeah. because they already showed that Chewbacca was Chewbacca. Yeah, in yeah, Revenge of the Sith. That's true. You got a point. You got a point there. So uh, that is true. What another point? Like that's another. Like just <laughs> good job. 
Chewbacca or whatever it was. And it was just like, like Yoda could have like easily he could have looked directly in the camera and been like, "Good job, <gasps> Chewbacca," and then like reached out to high five the audience. Now they could with three D. Exactly. It was just like, oh man, yeah. We saw it in three D. Three D added nothing to 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 that movie. I thought. I don't think so, but. I, the well, sound I quality. Because we went to like the all the digital ultra where it was like super sound. The Dolby Atmos or whatever. Yeah, it was like super sound plus and sound, super sound you noticed, I'll say, because yeah. I, I picked up on a lot of the subtleties yeah. of music. The sound was great. In that movie. You're right. The 3D, it didn't it add didn't anything add directly, to whereas like the obvious 3D stuff. Yeah. But all the slow shots of the, the planets and, yes. the, and the star system. It looks sleek. Not enough to charge you an extra three bucks a ticket. But agree. <laughs> yeah. But it does add some very lovely depth yes. to the shots. It's just... But it's not required. I would say, I just came out of... Uh, the last movie I saw before this was Doctor Strange, which yeah. I saw in 3D. And I would, go so far, I would go so far as to say Doctor Strange has been the only movie since James Cameron's Avatar, which I didn't like Avatar, but yeah. when you saw that in theaters with the 3D, the 3D was an experience. Yeah, And I would say Doctor Strange has been the best 3D experience movie since Avatar. But Avatar started the craze of just, like, the technology of the 80s today <laughs> of, like, 3D, uh, yeah. uh, 3D, everything being in 3D now. And, like, some of the animated movies have, have, have had some moments, but for the yeah. most part. Yeah. For the I most just, part, it's 3D is not. Yeah, I'm a little, little worried. I, I will say I'm now more juiced for the Han Solo movie than I am for Episode Eight. that Rogue One is good. But I, I still say... Let's step out of this universe of Star Wars. Like, let's yeah. get some. Let's get some movies. Again, if they want to break the expanded universe, yeah. let's, let's do rebuild it. Like, yeah, like, let's do Bounty Day in the Life of a Bounty Hunter. Not Boba Fett. Not Boba Fett. But Day in the Life of a Bounty Hunter. Yeah. And because uh, I feel like Boba Fett's, if they're going to continue with the Memberries, Boba Fett's going to pop up in seven, eight, nine at some point, right? Like, if they, if they really want to do the Memberries of. I don't think so. You don't think so? Or do you think they're just well, going to continue? Because they did take Well, the, well then they got to bring him back out of the Sarlacc. They then. did take the EU, because like the, in the expanded universe, um, if you read the comics, because Boba Fett has his own comic series, he escapes the Sarlacc pit. Like, uh, he uses a grenade to basically blow, blow Jettison himself out, and yeah. then he begins the slow journey of rebuilding the name <laughs> Boba Fett, which once feared across the galaxy was <laughs> no longer revered after he found out that a blind man knocked him into a, <laughs> into a giant vagina in the sand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and escapes, but J.J. Abrams, in his infinite wisdom, um, took the e- Star Wars EU and threw it in the trash and said, I'm going to make Force Awakens. The... the the vanilla ice cream of Star Wars movies. God, with, with just... Man, I really did not look Force Awakens. I'm so happy. That's why, honestly, I think I might be grading this one, like Rogue One. I may be grading Rogue One on a bit of a curve, because it's just so much better than Force Awakens. Well, you didn't give it a perfect 10, so you know... No, it's definitely on an 85, because, like, it, it could have been a 9 if that first half hour... That, cause yeah. that first half hour is... And, and that's where I was bringing it down. Is, so yeah. That first half hour, the, the jump cuts... So actually, it's not even the first half hour. The first 10 minutes is great. And then you it, go into It does this, start... Yeah. It, it starts... Yeah. Well, it starts so different than any other Star Wars mm-hmm. movie because it doesn't have the scrolling scroll, yeah. so it doesn't pan. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, that's a little jarring, but once 
Yeah. Once you get past that, basically your yeah. three seconds, let that sink in and move on. Yeah, the first half hour is basically two parts. The, the first ten minute part where Mads Mikkelsen and uh, Ben Mendelsohn get to cut it loose with some really nice, yeah, um, really nice scenes, and then we jump forward to because that was uh, Jin, young Jin Urso, like Jin Urso's a girl in that yeah. moment, and then we jump to grown up Jin Urso now. Yeah, and it's just in prison. Yeah, in prison, and then we're just flying around the place for the next 20 minutes until she finally reconnects with uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, and then the yeah. movie, movie takes off from there, I, I would yeah. say. And uh, But yeah, that first half hour is, is really... We didn't talk much about Felicity Jones. As, uh, well, let's, let's do a quick quick five minutes on Felicity Jones. And that'll be really I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I, th- I thought um, she was fantastic. She was certainly I, better than Ray. I'll, I'll take, like... Yeah, because well, I, they gave her more to work with, I think, and also they um, they just didn't say that she was great at everything because like, yeah, she did some basically. Well, she's not a Skywalker, exactly. Like her, so and they weren't trying to make her something that she yeah. might not actually be yet. Yeah, like uh, Diego Luna's character, like Cassian Andor. I um, basically him and her when they do their Ocean's Eleven, he taken down the Death Star plans. They, everybody has to break into teams, and it ends up being him and her. And when they do, when they go through the mission, she does some things, you know, some parts, and he does some parts. Like, he works the livers, but then when they're like, we gotta jump, you know, she yeah. shoots it, and she's the first one out the window, and then she climbs up, and then she looks the guy in the eye, and she's like, what are you gonna do? You you killed my dad, right? Yeah. And then he shows up, to, you know, to save, to save her and, and the day, even though they end up dying, like, two minutes later, but it, it wasn't just... Okay, Ray's all of a sudden. It wasn't just okay. She's all of a sudden an engineer. Okay, she's also all of a sudden an expert pilot. Oh, okay, yeah, she's like they had each guy had their role. Like one guy was the. It's basically like your your RPG party. One yeah. guy was your black mage. One guy was your engineer. One guy was your charming rogue. She yeah. was your awesome like fighter with no fear person. Yeah, and uh, it, it wasn't just okay. We've got Ray, and the force is awakening in her. So yeah. she's awesome at everything, and she can. Yeah. do Kung Fu and she can use the Jedi mind trick and she can use lightsabers with absolutely no training and she can you know and you know she can rewire this thing and pilot this thing and it was just yeah yeah like Jenner is so greater than I have the greater than symbol like the mouth of the greater than symbol is pointing towards Jenner so and yes. away from 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 Ray, I don't even know if they gave her a last name. I don't think so because they're probably still deciding whether or not it's Ray Kenobi or <laughs> Ray Skywalker or Ray Calrissian. Or, <laughs> like, they, I, I, I bet they don't even know. Surprise! <laughs> it's yeah. Ray Solo. You Ray Solo, yeah, or, or yeah, they're they're still deciding what her last name's going to be. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought Felicity Jones was, was uh, and I feel like Felicity Jones is going to be more revered in the Star Wars universe for some reason than I do yeah. Daisy Ridley. Maybe it's just because Daisy Ridley, although they both have a very similar look, they're both very English with that. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, they're both English. Aren't yeah, they? <laughs> they're both English. They both have that overbite that like English girls tend to have. And, uh, yeah, they're both, but, like, Fel- Felicity Jones was less vanilla ice cream than Daisy Ridley was to me. Like, I thought, I thought she cut it loose in a few scenes in this. Yeah. Overall, Rogue One much better than, than Force Awakens, and I'm and Matt Pierce is officially back on the Star Wars train. I will say that, like, because I was man, I was pacing back and forth with the. Uh, you were ready to rip up the second. I was ready to rip it to, to borrow a gambling term from from a great great man. I was I was very much I was ready to take my Star Wars fanboy card and just tear it to pieces. Because like I came to the conclusion the other day that I was like, hey, 
You know what's the worst part of Star Wars franchise? The movies. <laughs> it's that's like quite you possibly know what? true. The video games, the television shows, the animated series, all better than the movies. <laughs> right? Like just I sat there thinking about but Rogue One I thought I thought brought it back a little bit. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's it. Um, we'll be back. Uh, probably talk we'll talk about Star Wars. I guarantee you this won't be the last pod we do on, on Rogue One. But uh, that'll be it for now. Where we'll uh, Take take a little break. We'll be back with more. You know, we'll be back with more because we, we don't know. This was such a spur of the moment thing, so we don't know yeah. what, like when we're going to air this or when it's going to come up. But I'm certain we'll talk more about Star Wars, and uh, yeah, that that'll, that'll be it. I just uh, we'll talk more about Star Wars, but I'm sure we got more football pods coming up, and and we got our Christmas present of the the diehard commentary coming up soon. We're going to record that, uh, yeah, very soon. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's so. That's it. We, we um, crossover podcast. Thumbs up to Rogue One so far. Uh, maybe some of the other guys will see it and they won't like it, and we'll have a nice back and forth. But uh, I, I'm I'm a strong thumbs up for for Rogue One, and, yeah. and I feel like this is the resurgence in my mind, the resurgence of the Star Wars. Star, name. <laughs> yeah, the Star Wars name as far as the movies go. Because I cannot stress this enough: Force Awakens, giant piece of shit. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. So we will see you. Next time, and Rob Goldflesh, thanks for coming out again, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's always good to talk Star Wars with you. But uh, may the Force be with you. Yeah, hopefully the Force is with us. The Force is with me. What was the line the guy said? He said it like ninety times. Before, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's like the Force. I'm the Force. The Force is with me. I'm the Force. The Force is with me, or something I'm like that. The Force is with me. So I hopefully, that's what yeah. Hopefully, we we the Force is with us, and, and we are the Force, and the Force is with you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and hopefully, yeah, the Force is with us going forward. So take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time on the Crossroads Podcast.